1: Goodbye now is over. That's all, thank
2: you. All right, that's a wrap. It's Friday, and this is The Wrap on the Jazz Joe Hall Show. Thank God, it's Friday. This week,
1: we look at BC's move to restrict cell phone use in schools, and we ask, would you pay $60 or more to reserve a seat at a Vancouver restaurant? Joining us today is our regular wrap panel. Leah Lives, a TV reporter and radio host, and Sarah Daniels is a real estate agent and self-serial author and broadcaster as well. Leah, Sarah, welcome. What's happening? Happy Friday. Let's get to the issue number one, and it occurred today. Premier David Eby says uh, BC is moving to restrict cell phones in schools to help kids stay safe against online threats. It'll be up to each school district to decide how that will be enforced. Uh, Leah, let me start with you first and foremost. Uh, I grew up in a different era a different time, didn't have those (laughs) challenges. Uh, But uh, your thoughts on uh, BC moving forward to restrict cell phone use Uh, in schools?
0: You know, the teenager in me is like, no, don't do it, (laughs) don't do it. And then the adult in me is like, yes, this is a good idea. I mean, kids really should be focusing on schoolwork, not their cell phone and updating social media. You know, I think they need to focus more on school. So I'm kind of with that. And I mean, the fact that David Eby said, though, that he's leaving it to the local districts to decide exactly what restrictions those will be will be interesting because I wonder, you know, some um, some areas might have harsh restrictions, so kids will want to go to a different school. Like, what is going to entail from all of this? Mm-hmm. And then I also thought what Eb said about um, launching the services to remove images from the internet and pursue predators. I think he needs a big round of applause for that because we're so far behind. And with AI, as we know, with deep fakes, it's a scary world for kids out there today, right? Yeah,
1: ab- absolutely. Sarah, what about you? I mean, uh, you know, I on the surface of it, I hate big tech. I mean, I use their services, yep. but they've grown so big. Uh, I actually, when I, when I heard it, I actually called my wife, and she thought it was a fabulous idea. I don't know. What are your thoughts? <laughs> well,
2: um, I, I did a quick search before we came on the air, and I because th- my first thought was, why is there free Wi-Fi in schools? Yeah. Like, mm. this, you know, most kids have, like, from my understanding, because I am not a parent, but they're usually on their parents' plan, right? And they might have, like, a limited uh, parcel of data per month for for them to use. Mm -hmm. Um, I I looked online. It was like there was something that popped up for the district of Pitt Meadows, Maple Ridge, apparently that they had restricted Wi-Fi in schools. That was about six or seven years ago. But my understanding is, for the most part, schools are providing free Wi-Fi. That needs to stop right there. Because you're, uh, that, that's just sort of, like, exacerbating the problem. But, I mean, again, I grew up, you know, when, like, people, you know, walked to school. So, you know, a whole different era. I, I don't understand why, the, why your, your phone is allowed in the classroom in the first place. If they're, like, carrying it from classroom to classroom, you know, fine. Then it has to be handed in at the front of the class you know, and then you can pick it up at the end. But I mean, I know, you know, a lot of parents say that they need to be in touch with their child. But really, like, do you need to know what they're doing at 1045? Like, they're probably walking between class, get over it. Like my parents, you know, never would have even occurred to them to check in. They wouldn't have even noticed if I wasn't home till about 530 or six. So, you know, I mean, come on, we it's not necessary. Um, you know, there's computers, et cetera, like in the library that they can use if they have to digitally look something up. They don't necessarily have to have their phone with them at all times. But to me, it just seems like when I first heard about cell phones being used in class, I thought, great, a great way to cheat on classes. You know, totally. yeah, and I mean, right? I mean yeah, yeah. you're not learning <laughs> yeah. anything. You're just Googling stuff. And now with AI, yeah. you don't even know what, what you're Googling is. What's true. real. Yeah. Well, I yeah.
1: think, I think, you know, I think the issue is distraction more than anything. Right. Kids in the mm-hmm. back on Snapchat, whatever Social it may be, media, all, all of that. I mean, in regards to Wi Fi, I mean, we look at cell phone plans, and we still pay a lot in this country, but they're getting cheaper. I think for thirty five yeah. bucks now, you get thirty gigabytes Where is of data. Thirty five?
0: Give me a break. Yeah,
1: and so That's like up north. Yeah, it, but it's 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 sort of like you know if mom and dad are going to provide that cell phone, and at some point the kids do need it with their part time jobs it's just part of life. And I think it really is. We've allowed it to go on for so long. We should be restricting it. You know, if you need a calculator, get a calculator, keep the yeah, cell phone out of the classroom. I think it's yes. just healthier. And I'd like to get it to a point where, you know, we adults have a problem with this as well in regards to, <laughs> well, you know, yeah, at the red exact. light, hopefully, or even more so and <laughs> people on their phones. So, I mean, the kids shouldn't be blamed because I'm, I think it's a whole societal issue. We just,
0: I'm like watching Netflix on one TV. I'm watching uh, Paramount plus on another, and I'm on my cell phone looking at TikTok. Oh, <laughs> in well, one sitting like
2: this is that and, us and now, i will say right? that, like i mean you know there's this stuff about deep fakes about uh, taylor swift and all this kind of stuff like their kids are much more savvy than like an idiot like me is online i'm not like trying to source taylor swift deep fakes and and find all this stuff but they do right and yeah. they can't find this stuff because they're i mean at three years old kids are on ipads and god knows what they're looking up i mean you know they're playing all these it's crazy so i mean i use it for work i, I you know i read stuff online Like, you know, Apple News, that kind of stuff. But not on TikTok, Sarah. Oh good lord! No, <laughs> why would I? I mean, it's all I can do to like manage Facebook and Instagram, and that's basically for work, right? Yeah, you don't want the Chinese yeah.
1: government on your cell phone. No, <laughs>
2: no, no exactly. <laughs> exactly.
1: All right, but you Too know what? I, I'm glad it's a conversation that's starting in society. We can actually get serious about saying how much of uh, cell phones and online, and especially <laughs> social enough. media. Yeah, I'm social media they companies started it
2: earlier. Right? Exactly. I've well,
1: it's a start. start. Hopefully, they, they 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 go through with like, it. Would and your
2: parents and, have bought you a basically a 1200 hundred dollar portable Computer to keep in your backpack? My parents used to kick up. me
1: out of the house at minus 35 and Williams. <laughs> <laughs>
2: exactly. get the That's to what, class. what I'm saying. Is so that you're giving a kid a $1,200 a no year, yeah. which, which they break the screen of and everything else. No and, s- and you're, It's just. Bonkers! You cell know they phones. need to of all the kids yeah. like like the original cell phones from twenty years ago, where you had to <laughs> yeah. like to text you had to like press the same button five times yeah. to go for the right letter. The courty, the courty, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. All right, well, <laughs> <Exactly>. coming. <laughs> We're on topic number two. We learned in a recent article that more establishments uh, in Vancouver uh, they're charging reservation deposits or fees to help prevent no shows. Uh, in some restaurants, at sixty dollars. Uh, we made some calls around town. Laboratory and Gaston, $50 charge per person applied in case of cancellations or no-show. Uh, Burdock & Co., which is a Michelin star restaurant on Maine, $50 deposit. Uh, published on Maine, also a Michelin star restaurant, for a tasting menu reservation, the restaurant requires a prepaid reservation for parties one to four at a cost of $165 what? per per <laughs> person wow. uh for La card and bar reservation $60 deposit per table um there's one here for uh, winterlust for lunch and dinner which is inside a dome i guess I guess you want to eat inside of Igloo, I guess. $100 deposit required upon booking and applied for food and beverages wow. during visit. Refundable cancellation up to 48 hours before reservation. So you better be sure you're going to eat there. Uh, Leah, let me go to you first. Uh, what do you think about these, uh, these fees or I guess these deposits uh, when you go to reserve s- uh, seats?
0: Okay, wait a minute. If I'm the one doing the reserving for like five or six people, and then my jackass friends cancel on me, I'm on the hook for sixty bucks per person. Potentially,
1: potentially at at these high-end restaurants. Yeah.
0: How does that make sense? Like, I okay, I get it. If people cancel, yeah, right. They better not do that. They're listening, I'm sure. (laughs) I think that like if you're like, I always, if I have to cancel, I'm calling or I do it online. I do everything, book everything online. Mm-hmm. So I will go online and cancel if I have to, but then there are those people that don't do that, which is awful. So I understand that, but I just think that maybe just one fee and then like if they, you know, it doesn't have to be 60 bucks per person, maybe 20 bucks. And then if they don't show up, you cash that in because if that happens to them to a lot, it's, they're going to be banking money anyway. And then I was also reading about that pre-booking your meals. Who does that? I never know what I want until I get to the restaurant. So I don't know. I guess I'm not dining out anytime
1: soon. <laughs> Sarah, what about you? I mean, these are higher end restaurants. Yes, it's right. not the it's not the local white spot, but uh, no, uh, but it, it, it is. I mean, it's, it's a lot of money.
2: Now, at first, when I was reading this, I thought, OK, are they charging like, you know, if you're trying to book a patio seat or something like that in the summer? And they're charging mm-hmm. to reserve that for the, you know, the people that want to be seen and, and be seen and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, whatever, fine. But honestly, the restaurant business has been through hell for the last couple of years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, these are very high-end restaurants, but these very high-end restaurants have huge overhead, rent, all that kind of stuff. We all know that the uh, issues that restaurants have been suffering through, you know, trying to pay back pandemic loans, et cetera, et cetera, so on. And so if a, a party of six in a restaurant that may only seat 30 doesn't show up for a 7.30 dinner reservation, that is a big kick in the bottom line. So mm-hmm. you know what? I don't, I don't really blame them. If you want to go to, like, if you're lucky enough to get a, a reservation at a Michelin, Uh, star restaurant and may i just say that it would be completely lost on me because i am a hot dog and craft dinner kind of girl all (laughs) the live long day long so this is not ever going to affect my bottom line because i would not know the difference between good food and a grade five like you know a a child's plate it just would never make any sense to me but if you're making a reservation somewhere there and there are a lot of jackasses that you know just Mm -hmm. make reservations at four or five different places and then decide the night of and don't bother canceling. I remember people Awful. doing that back in the day. Yes. If you're if you're in a if you're in a small restaurant, like I said, thirty people, you've got three or four wait staff, you've got a kitchen, et cetera, et cetera, so on. You've got rents to pay, bills to pay, all that kind of stuff. And a table of six or eight doesn't show up for that seven thirty or eight o'clock seating. Yeah. That is big but money out the out the door. High so I, can I'm on it, the side of the restaurants, right? believe it or not, on this one. I'm usually the person that would say this is ridiculous, but. <laughs> business is business you make a reservation you honor it because the restaurant is it's a 3 star has, they, michelin i'm with you if it's three stars then definitely i there's not in so. vancouver no <laughs> but but honestly like could you imagine though like i mean if you were if if you or i were hired for an event and then we show up and then they said mm-hmm. oh by the way if we forgot we we canceled the event yeah <laughs> you're right. thinking like but you you hired me and my no. fee was x and and i yeah. changed my whole day around and i saved this time you got to think of it from the other side, right? Because you would be choked.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And the profit margins aren't high in in restaurants, that's for sure. And you raise a good point, especially post-pandemic. It's a huge issue. Ladies, we're out of time. Have yourself a wonderful weekend.
2: You too, guys.